1: Focusing on the products and services uniquely made in Minnesota and conversations with the makers, entrepreneurs, and innovators in Minnesota about how they conceived of their products and how they brought them to market. With Stephanie Hansen, it's the makers of Minnesota.
0: Hi, it's Stephanie Hansen and you're listening to the makers of Minnesota and we are here with episode 45, which is pretty amazing that we've done 45 of these. Little glimpses into people in our town doing cool things, making cool stuff. Um, today we are talking to Chank Diesel. He's got his real name is Charles Charles Enderbach, but I asked him if it was okay to call him Chank. He said, "Yeah, everybody calls me Chank." How you doing?
1: Great, great.
0: Chank, um, you do something that I feel like is something not many people do. It turns out, I guess there are some people that do it. I did a little research on you, but you make fonts. And did you start out, like, were you a graphic designer? This is such a weird thing to be in.
1: That's typeface fonts. When I say fonts to people in social settings, they think I might be talking about baptismal fonts or little (laughs) fountains. And a lot of times I hear farts, too. You know, and I'm like, no, fonts. You know, it's like it's a very clumsy word. But everybody uses fonts. Once I explain it, they're like, oh, yeah, fonts. All right, all right. Ariel, Comic Sans, all yeah, that. Yeah, There was the documentary. <laughs> right, right. Everybody uses fonts, you know? Um, so, And I've been doing that for about 20 years, over 20 years. I've, I've had my business for 21 now.
0: Do you remember when... Like, how did you stumble into it? Or was it not a stumble? Was it thoughtful?
1: Yeah, it was a very thoughtful stumble. I was an art director at a magazine. I was working on a music magazine called Cake. Oh, I remember that magazine. And I was making all the fonts for myself to use in the magazine. And when people saw them there, they wrote to me. They sent me letters yeah. <laughs> back in the day and uh, asked how they could get them. So I stumbled into it, uh, creating the fonts for myself to use in a magazine and other people saw them, and then I started selling them through the magazine through mail order. People would mail me a check, and I'd mail them a floppy disk that had the font on it. How funny! And uh,
0: how much did you charge in the beginning? Do you remember? Yeah, it was like $30 a
1: font, you know, and the floppy disk cost about $2, and the shipping cost about a dollar. <laughs> so, and and my time was the big commitment. Sure. Making fonts takes a lot of hours and hours and hours, but I just love it because it's intellectual property that I'm making, that it's something I can make once and then offer for sale again and again and again. That I always wanted. I was always so jealous of songwriters because they can write a song and once and get residuals. Somebody else performs the song, and they still get the residuals right. for as long as that song is being played somewhere. So,
0: do people ever steal your fonts? Like, are you ever yeah. like, "Oh yeah, that's mine, dude"? Yep. <laughs> and then you send a letter or something.
1: Well, it depends on who's stealing. it. I mean, are you talking about like a person on the internet that doesn't know what they're doing and they kind of like steal it because they think it's fun or are you talking about a big corporation that Corporations uses it in a probably get paid. Yeah. doesn't know that they didn't pay for it. But I do because it's a high profile thing and I how come I never got a check from that big company? Yeah, so that happens infrequently. And and it gets settled eventually.
0: I can't even imagine <laughs> how you're like just sitting and reading a magazine, and all of a sudden, like, wow, that's mine, or that ad looks like something that I designed.
1: Yeah, and 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 I see fonts all the time, and I'm just like, nope, 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 yep, yep, yep. You know, as to whether it's mine or not, you know. And sometimes I'm just like, oh, that kind of felt like mine, and then I pause it and rewind it, and I'm like, yep, that's one of mine.
0: When you do a recipe, like, because I cook stuff, and they say that. No recipes are original recipes, and if you adapt a recipe, you have to change, like, three ingredients. You must see fonts that look exactly like what you've done, but they're just tweaked a little, too.
1: That's right. That's right. we got this wave now of things called um, geometric sans serifs, and they're just like Helvetica. They're very straightforward, normal, clean typefaces, and people are making lots of them. Lots of different people are making them, and they all look about the same. It's, uh, in the case of fonts, it's the computer source code that creates the font that is protectable. Oh, cool. And the visual representation of that alphabet is not that that you can look at an alphabet and copy it. And if you're creating new source code on the computer, making new vectors, it's a new thing. And so there are the different levels of stealing, that there's um, uh, legal... Yep copyright issues but if you skirt those you have moral ethical issues that if you're copying somebody people will know and it's not going to help you yeah it's not cool i'm just always trying to create a new and original uh, variation of the alphabet Um, but a lot of times that is very referential to something else
0: do you do it um on paper first and then turn it into a computer code
1: I do, it, I do it both ways. I, it's funny because I draw with my left hand and I work a mouse with my right hand. So the fonts come from both hands.
0: Yeah, you might be. Um,
1: but I usually sketch it out on paper. I've been enjoying pencils for the last few years and, 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 and erasers and sketching out the basic ideas of it. And then I hop into FontLab, uh, which is the program I use.
0: Uh, Did you design it?
1: To create the vectors that make the font. Did I design FontLab?
0: Yeah. Someone else did, and you just work within that system. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Um, this is a really weird question, but I feel like the world is almost pollution for you because it has to be like everything you see is inspiring, but at the same time clouds ideas. Does that make sense?
1: Uh, uh, typographically. Yeah, words. like
0: that everything you see, it must be so visually overwhelming sometimes.
1: That's right. That's right. It is, and um, like I have a painting studio too. You know, I mean, I'm a, I was trained as a fine artist, but I work as a commercial artist.
0: Yep. Um,
1: and I had a painting studio for years, the last you know five years or so, and uh, I painted over every Helvetica, every font that I saw that wasn't mine. I like painted over it, you know, that I didn't want to look at anybody else's. Yeah, fonts I can totally that understand you know, that. Every little like made in usa or recyclable or you know insert you know like every little word is clouding has your... the potential to be annoying to yeah, me yeah <laughs> i can it's, absolutely it's, it's, see it's, that if it's something that I uh, just a font that, that that yeah all my font creations stemmed from being tired of all the fonts that were out there already that i wanted to create something different
0: okay i can totally see that so you
1: and one of my surprising uh hobby activities is golf that nobody expects an artist designer to be a golfer but um when i get out there on the golf course there's no words it's all green and leaves yeah and grass, you know? It, it must
0: be kind of exhausting sometimes yeah and i and a lot of creative people the world just can be exhausting sometimes just in the way that that but information it's so stimulating processes. too when i get yeah. to a
1: place like you know barnes and noble or target or you know wherever there's a thing where there's lots of things to look at whether they're lots of books or lots of products or whatever you know i'm just like Wow, oh, I look at all of them and I just and I'm so lucky because I get to see my stuff there. Yeah, because um,
0: but... you tell me about like some of your more famous stuff that someone would maybe look at it and recognize and say, oh, that's Jinx.
1: Wow. Uh, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. But, uh, you know, it's like uh, a long time ago there was James and the Giant Peach, the Walt Disney movie, and I did the word James. Oh you know? yeah. And that was a real early claim to fame. And that's that same a big deal. font that same year was on all the Taco Bell wrappers and nacho boxes and drink cups. Everything at Taco Bell had this Mr. Frisky font on it. And that's the same font that was on the James and the Giant Peach poster. Cool. So that was a pretty high profile Disney thing that was really early in my career. And that font got picked up in a Barbie doll packaging and Coca Cola packaging and you'd see it here and there as just little yeah. One or two words here or there, but I saw it as like, wow, that's yeah. really significant because they made millions of those. Um, and then more recently, I really like um, the Hunger Games. Yeah. They used my liquor store font for the name of the author, you know, so it's not like the title of the book, but it was on the cover of all three books. Yeah. In the series. And that liquor store font was used for a World Series logo um, in 2015. Oh, a new book by Stan Lee from the guy who created the Marvel cool. Universe. Yeah. He's got a new series of books through Walt Disney Publishing. And and it's my font that's all over the cover. And every page has my font for, you know, the, 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 the page numbers. That's neat. <laughs> yeah. Do you
0: name all your fonts?
1: Yeah, every font has to have a name so you can get it from the font menu.
0: Do you ever, um, like, when you... Like, oh, I mean, do you know right away, like, this is this? Or do you labor over the name?
1: I love naming them. That's just part of the process. Like, my favorite font that I've made is called Liquor Store. And that one I saw a Liquor Store side, and I said, I should make a font called Liquor Store. So the name came first, you know, and then that real rigid utilitarian design came with it, you know. But but the name came first. Um, uh, I have 300... And 25 fonts for sale. That's a lot. A lot of free fonts, too, and a lot of corporate fonts, too, that aren't available anywhere. Um, But they all have to have names.
0: And I'm assuming you get paid if it's more exclusive and it's theirs to keep. It costs more. That's right. Yeah. What was... Can you remember, like, the biggest sale you ever had where you were just
1: like, score? Uh, Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know how... I don't know if i can talk about well it that's okay you don't have to tell me the exact person but yeah i mean i did a big corporate branding thing for a food company yep that uh somebody from minneapolis who went to work at bbdo in new york got this gig and they pitched yeah, it will be a font. you know it's like one page in their powerpoint that turned into like 10 months worth of work for me um, wow. Because they said, yeah, we'll take that custom font. And, and, and I'm like, well, you can make a bold and an italic and a bold italics. And they're like, yeah, we'll take four fonts. And I'm like, well, you can make them all condensed too. And they're like, yeah, we'll take eight fonts. Oh and my I'm gosh. Like, uh, you could make Cyrillic and Greek and Central European character sets.
0: And so then and they said, "Yeah." And then I'm like,
1: <laughs> "Okay, I got to learn how to do that now." And so that job was big enough that it allowed me to go to the Type Directors Club in New York City and take these workshops on how to make Cyrillic fonts and how to. I make don't know characters. what a
0: Cyrillic font is.
1: It's uh, for Russian and Ukrainian and 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 um, those parts of the world. Okay, you know, with that's the backwards so funny you bring that K up because and... I
0: was just I was traveling right. and I was in Austria and Germany and. In Germany, in particular, there's a lot of very cool fonts that are left over from the days of, yep. frankly, the yeah. Nazis yeah, yeah, yeah. and propaganda and World War II.
1: On the storefronts and yeah, yeah, and just
0: on the buildings itself. And I I thought about that just in the context of an alphabet and yeah. and what that looks like and how you know we go to Croatia and how Croatian looks so different.
1: What kind of alphabet did they use in Croatia? I don't even know. Is it Cyrillic?
0: You think it could be. It could be they don't. um, They speak English for the most part. There is Croatian dialects, but very few people speak them anymore.
1: Yeah. Well. um,
0: That's cool. So I was thinking about that with products. Yeah. Like, who knew? Like, how Fruity Pebbles is going to look? You know, like it's got that Fred Flintstone like font, but if you have that in uh, a Russian grocery store, that's got to look really different.
1: Right. Yeah. So the people in those countries in Russia and the Ukraine, they don't buy. (laughs) Yeah, but the companies that do business there need to have fonts to communicate with them. Yeah, know, and they want their own fonts so they can have their own voice. That the font is the voice of the printed word, and they wanted their own. So um, it's nice when I can, and that's a way that I can get paid to make those international fonts that do more.
0: Do you have apprentices, or are you doing all this work yourself?
1: Um, I do almost all this work myself. I've had a number of interns pass through over the years and apprentices. And and they go on to become designers. They don't make fonts for a living, but knowing how to make fonts makes them better designers because they know how the fonts work.
0: Do you feel like, oh, I could, you know, make twice as much money if I had two more people here? Or do you not think about money in terms of your day-to-day motivation?
1: I've been doing it for 20 years. So, I mean, I've tried hiring people and... I can't figure out how to do it. Yep. You know, I'm not a good manager. I'm much better at doing all the work myself. That, that I can't figure out how to have more people put in more time to make more money.
0: So then the problem, I guess, or the opportunity is you probably have to charge more so that your time, because you only have an infinite amount of it.
1: Um well I mean it's just it's just so fascinating that I can create something once and sell it again and again and again and again. So and the that residuals. my whole back library of work that I've been doing for twenty years is still making money yeah, for me that's too. Cool. So yeah. I never even thought about residuals. That. I, I don't use that word a lot. I use royalties more often. Yep. But, but it's the same kind of thing. Yeah. It's about the past work making money for the future. And that's always been something I've been working towards, but Things don't turn out like I planned, you know. That I always wanted, like, oh yeah, someday people will be buying two dollar fonts. You know, they'll be like, yeah, to, 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 to. I'll be able to sell millions of them. You know, yep. it doesn't work that way because they get the free Google fonts, or they subscribe to Typekit and they get their fonts from there, or they take what's on the system menu. That 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 um, they don't want to make those micro purchases. Yeah, which is weird because it works so well for apps. You know that people are like, oh. Three dollar apps, four dollar apps. No problem. Yeah. But there's no way to buy fonts on your phone. (laughs) Nobody does that, you know. You almost need a font keyboard.
0: Maybe. Like, you know, the emoji keyboard or the Gmail keyboard. Like you could have a font keyboard where you could with X I'm totally not a technical person, but you could just, you know, for every key on the keyboard that represented a font.
1: Right, and you shouldn't be a technical person. It shouldn't be that hard. There should and just be a way like to change fonts. And then you spend like
0: twenty four ninety five to buy this cool font keyboard.
1: Yeah, and, and, and then you go to Facebook and you can't change the font. And then you go to Twitter <laughs> and you can't change the font, you yeah, know? And it's kind of like all these too. things, you know, I don't want to bring MySpace back. You could change the font there, but it was terrible, yeah. you know? It was bad news when people were in Pink Comic Sans, yep. you know, next to Yellow Helvetica, Yeah, you just made me think about, like,
0: when you're in Instagram or just the whole social media aspect, fonts are... They're
1: very controlled. And it
0: could be so cool to unleash that
1: beast. Right, but it would be really annoying.
0: Yeah, probably. And it would change the user experience so much. It would break it. (laughs) When you, like, can you, this is a random question, but can you think of, like, when you saw this font, you were like, man, that is, like, a great application of fonts for that. Of mine? Anyone's. Like that you just saw it and went, wow, that just works so well. That's so cool.
1: I see it every time I see somebody use the liquor store font. I just love it because they use it in all caps. You know, it's yep. like today I just is on uh, Will Smith's Greatest Hits like <laughs> 12 years ago. <laughs> but like somebody mentioned Will Smith and then I looked it up and I saw it and I'm like, wow, that's a really cool cover. You know, that's my liquor store font for Will Smith's Greatest Hits. You know? Yeah, that's going to be really cool.
0: Do you know Kai Aaron's by any chance? I know Kai he's a friend yeah. of ours from a thousand years ago, and he designs a lot of um he does artwork for bands and musicians and he's got kind of a style too like when I see yeah. your work, I feel like I can like oh, I know who that is, yeah
1: that I have a range but yeah. it's kind of a condensed range, <laughs> and,
0: but in a way that's your stamp too, yeah. you yeah. know. So you brought in something to show me kind of what's next and what you're working on, because that was going to be one of my questions.
1: Do you get bored with yourself? N- n- I do. I do. I mean, that, that that's a lot of alphabets yeah, that I've made, and, it... and I can make more, but, like, when you're trying to make something original, that doesn't help you in the marketplace. Yeah. You know, it needs to be just a little bit off of normal. If you're too original, it doesn't help you at all because people don't get it. Yep. So, um, and I get really frustrated That the fonts are just never making enough money, that they're making a continued revenue stream from my royalties and my custom font work and my sales of new fonts. But it's never quite enough, so I'm always trying to do something else. And you mentioned my wife who started Chow Girls. Yep. Uh, She was my business manager back in the day. She worked at the font company with me and she kind of started this side thing and then it got bigger and bigger. And now she's got the great big business, you know, that kind of came as an idea separate from the font business. So I'm... Maybe I could think of something different from the font business, too. So I've been working with the Laser, and I've been making these fun little guys. They're a little toy game kind of activity. They're thing.
0: sort of like um, that guy. Is it Keith Haring? Is that his name? Yep, yep. Kind of figurines made out of, like, a lucite or wood. There's some magnets. There's some that, like, stack on top of each other, like blocks. And then letters, obviously. Um, there's, right. That store, uh, hunt and gather. Have you ever been to that store? Yeah, lots where of letters. Outside of it is all these letters, and I always think, "Oh, that's cool." Letters mean something to people for some reason.
1: That's right. Everybody's got a favorite letter, um, but at, 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 so the neat thing, the thing I've been working with mostly is a laser, and it allows me to take two dimensional vectors, which I'm good at. Yeah. I make shapes. Make shapes two dimensional, pretty well. But then by putting a solid thing into the laser and then cutting it out, it becomes a three-dimensional thing. So that's like magic to me when my two-dimensional vectors can become a three-dimensional object. Um, and I made a lot of letters, and they're good and they're fun and everything, but if you offer 26 letters, if you offer one letter, somebody's going to be like, one of the 25 others, are the, that's their favorite. Yeah. You know, like, I don't, I don't want that letter. I want a different letter. Um, so filling custom orders with all these letters was really challenging for me gonna find a way to package it up and sell it. Yeah, so, these guys—they don't have letters. They're just like a little set of twelve guys, and um, they don't have that concrete representation of a letter. Yeah. So, so I I think they're more instantly likable and, and and acceptable for what they are, and not like.
0: And you were telling me a funny story about that you made all these loose sight guys. You made this really cool set and labored over the set.
1: And the set had the loose eight guys in a wooden box that, that that has custom shapes of their silhouettes that they pop into, and then um, yeah, it's all the parts that I cut out of the box that fell out. The little wooden, um,
0: the wooden guys, the that little wooden guys that floor. fell out.
1: Yeah, I painted them, I spray painted them, and 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 people liked them best of all when I showed them at Art a World. <laughs> that... I tried to sell my little acrylic guys for $20 a piece, and they're like, well, that's nice. And I'm like, well, these little wooden guys are a dollar a piece. And they're like, I'll take five. You know, I'm like, all right. <laughs> and, and so everybody wanted those, and, and they don't even do anything, is the thing. So they're that, just you like know, magnets or just they're these two wooden guys. They just stand up. They don't balance, they don't really stack very well. I put magnets on them.
0: But... We were laughing because I said that's kind of how business is, where you think you have this idea that you're going to sell. And then that isn't the idea that people want. It's the sort of like that idea, or right. the one you had before that. Yeah.
1: So I really like these guys that I've been making. I feel like they're kind of a combination of Keith Haring's figurative guy style of little characters mixed with Jenga as a stacking game, kind of like Green Army Men, in that you buy a set of them and you can stand them up or um,
0: Green dominoes Army Dominoes, and yeah. that they
1: knock over. So. And and so I've been working with, um, uh, was that, three-eighths of an inch and a half-inch thick, and I'm trying to get the thickness just right. And I think what I want is wood that's the same thickness as dominoes. Yep. And what are dominoes made out of? Ivory
0: was the old-fashioned dominoes.
1: Elephant tusks.
0: Yeah. For real. In the day, yes. And, and I now... grew up with
1: black dominoes.
0: And you had the black ones? or is that, Were they made out of ebony? Ones? They could be. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I'm trying to find a, a nice solid wood that's kind of heavy and and, and um, just the right thickness. And, and that'll be my next iteration of them. So I've been working with these guys since January, and I'm trying to refine the design to something that could be mass produced.
0: 3D. 3D printing.
1: 3D printing is really slow. Okay. That's the thing. The laser is fast enough I can actually do production with it.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking, I'm over here trying to give you ideas we're going to make, like, yeah. skin, or... How about temporary tattoos?
1: Right. Well, it's it's translatable. Yeah. That's what I like about the guys, too, is that... And you can that,
0: make shirts uh, and merch.
1: Uh, the other one I've been working on is making them a little bit bigger. Yeah. Out of wood, with little pegs on their feet, as little garden guys. Yeah. And they're dancing around the garden, you know? And, like
0: the and, kid, or what's the slow-crossing turtle? Yeah, sign. Yeah, kind of like that, maybe a little yeah. bit. Yeah.
1: So, um, but the impression from people I've showed them to was like, "Hey, these are fun. I get it. I like it." You know? And you know what they're... else?
0: Okay, now we're just gonna like totally build you a whole new business here. Yeah, that's that's I'm like always what's trying. that new game? Is it Cube? Cube.
1: Right. Yeah, Where that's... you
0: throw some mallet at things new? and knock them over? No, it's old, but okay, it's goodness. kind of making a resurgence right, in okay. the beer guy circles. So you could make the guys that you knock over. Yeah. You could have like a whole game. Yeah. That sounds cool. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, it it, it works really. I I think of them as uh, like a a bar circus. If you go into a bar and you start there and you start stacking them up, people start coming over saying, what's that? We could do a
0: giant art installation shank in um, some park.
1: And it just becomes interactive. And if you let other people touch it and then they can stack on top of it and you take turns trying to see how high you can stack it, then eventually... or and we could do life-size like, guys. And that's such a, uh, you know, it, when they fall over, it's just kind of <laughs> like, oh, I don't have to worry about it falling over anymore. It fell. <laughs>
0: ah, it's a sigh of relief. Yeah. You are very creative, um, and I just, I'm real pleased to meet you. You're, in some ways, do people tell you, like, you're kind of iconic for the Twin Cities. Have you ever been told that before?
1: I, yeah, yeah, no, i am I'm, I'm really grateful for the way people, me and respect me and admire me and and see they what do. I'm doing and I'm a role model, um, and it's just like when I was younger, I wanted to be uh, famous. You did, yeah. And now I'm like, God, I should have thought about being rich. You know, I didn't. <laughs> it didn't occur to me that you could become famous without being rich. You know, and 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 my problem is that I like small business that I don't want to work with big corporations, but I have to. You know, and yeah. I try and find that balance of finding a big corporate client that'll give me a lot of money. And then smaller small business clients that'll make me happy. Yeah. And 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 I probably go towards the small business impractical projects more often than I should um, because it makes me happy. You yeah. Know? So and I didn't plan on being happy. That wasn't part of my plan. But I think I'm mostly that.
0: Yeah, and sometimes for creatives that takes a while to get there, so
1: And I'm not famous either. I'm kinda of niche famous. I'm like this weird like you're famous subculture kinda of like geek <laughs> hero, you know. But I go out and I'm like, hey, I make fonts, and they're like, What? Where's your font farts? <laughs> <laughs> you mean like baptismal fonts? Like Where's little you- <laughs>
0: fountains and- <laughs> Where's your font
1: studio? A basement.
0: Okay, and you're still the traveling font salesman
1: that's right yeah yeah traveling around i I, I, that was a early success was going places and saying hi. make i make fonts would you like to buy some and and and, um,
0: now do they all come to you
1: they come to my distributors so yeah i used to sell a lot more fonts directly and now i've been more focused on getting my fonts into the hands of my distributors like fonts.com or my com or typekit which is part of adobe um the places where people go to buy fonts anyways, yep. I'm there, and, and I get a royalty check.
0: So um, you're not the traveling font salesman, the distributors, the traveling font salesman.
1: Well, I try and sell custom fonts. So yep. That's when I travel. I'm like, these are all the fonts I've made. They're available in all those places. But if you want your own custom font, I could do that for you. Yeah. That's a little bit of an education process. They're like, well, I've never heard about a custom font. And the majority of the custom font clients I work with have never done it before. You
0: know, it's like What does these- a custom font cost? Just basically,
1: uh, the uh, how much you got? Um, I'm gonna say maybe
0: <laughs> five grand. Uh, five it, to it, ten. It
1: depends on who you are, what it's going to be used for, and how complicated it is for me to make. I make a lot of handwriting fonts yep. for individuals, like poets and artists that want their own handwriting. Okay, tell me. And about I can that. do that for a hundred bucks or two hundred bucks, depending on I like them. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're, uh, but more like a corporation. Like a book publisher might pay closer to twelve to fifteen hundred dollars yep. for that kind of exclusive font, and if they like it, maybe they'll ask for a bold or an italics, and that's yep. a little bit of an upsell. That um, yeah, it really doesn't go much more than five thousand dollars per font nowadays, because there are so many font. You got seventy five thousand other fonts to choose from, many yeah. of which are free. Uh, it's hard to get the corporations to pay um, for a unique font, but it benefits the brand it adds distinction and uniqueness to yours. for sure um but yeah the, oh you know one of my best clients ever was PBS kids i love them oh did you do the
0: font that <laughs> yeah. was like the square letters yeah
1: they're real happy friendly font that's yeah. on all the shows that it says like up next the cat in the hat knows a lot about that that's my font oh know? that is great um and i made I made a family of eight fonts for them, and they use them through their website and, and, and the commercials between episodes and everything. And that was the thing where they had a redesign in the works, and they're like, can you make a font that goes with this? And I showed them, and they liked it, and they said, can you make a font that goes with that? And I made a complimentary font, and then they wanted the bolds and the condensed and all these yep. other weights. It was another project that took about a year that that, that started as a real simple question from the client saying hey can we make a custom font what would that be like Um ending up being with wow we love all our fonts they're great thank you yeah they're
0: <laughs> lovely well i wish you success what are you calling your guys
1: fun little guys
0: okay fun little guys we wish you success with that we wish you <laughs> success with your fonts we wish you success as the partner of heidi who's expanding chow girls killer catering at a rapid rate which uh, everybody loves food right
1: and they use my fonts there a lot still. They got it on the north on the both sides of the building they and the do. lobby. They got my they got three different fonts of mine that And they she did use. a
0: cookbook too. That my your... fonts all through the cookbook yeah, too. That was you wouldn't lovely. notice
1: it, but the text font in there, that's one of mine too. And um yeah, they're making good food and using good fonts.
0: All right. Well, good fonts is where it starts. We're here with Chank Diesel. People can find you at Chank Fonts or Chank.com.
1: Chank.com, yeah. Hey.
0: And um what's next besides your little guys?
1: Oh, I'm working on new versions of my liquor store font. I made a font called Liquor Store about 20 years ago. I'm going to
0: go back and look for this because I know I've probably seen it, but I want to know exactly.
1: Yeah, it's it, they use it for the Northeast Farmer's Market. Yeah, their logo. They use it, um, oh, so many places. And and you see it in town, too, in the architectural signs, too. Some liquor stores, but like the gold medal flower sign that's up above the Mississippi River, that's kind of the same font, yep. you know, except they didn't have lowercase letters and you couldn't type with it. Um, so... But now I'm working on a bold version, and I'm working on an inline version that's got a little line inside it and then um, different overlap. It's called chromatic fonts. All right I'm multicolor check it out. fonts where each layer is a different color and they overlap each other to create real grand effects. Cool. Yeah, that's what I'm working
0: on. Well, thank you so much for coming in today. Thanks yeah. All oh, right.
1: My pleasure.